So cutting away the fat is all about finding the very few key ideas and key foundational uh, beliefs that will take you anywhere you need to go. And I'm finding that positive thinking, you know, without toxic positivity, uh, exercise and diet and service are the three things that you can rely on through and through to get you anywhere you need to go. And I, I believe that by focusing on those things, I can help people alleviate a lot of distractions, right? And get to their goals a lot quicker. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey here with you. And today we have a real treat for all of our viewers and listeners. You know, I think that one of the things that so many people struggle with is um, they get paralyzed, this analysis paralysis. We have these great thoughts, we have great ideas, we know what we're capable of in life. Some people say, well, I'm afraid of success or I have a fear of success. Some people have um, it and they don't even know it. Some people have yeah. a fear of failure. Some people, I said, you know, mostly a lot of people feel like they have a fear of what other people are going to think. I've even done, I did a whole talk on how it's really not even what other people think. You have a fear of how you may or may not recover in the face of adversity or in the face of failure. You know, there's so many times that we get that sort of nudge from that voice within and then all of these things happen. I know that every single one of you watching has been in that scenario where you're like, yeah, oh, I should have done this. Or if I'd have done that, I'd be in a different spot. Well, we have a true expert with us today who is going to help us to look at these things, um, clarify our message, get tons of confidence to step out there and literally follow our gut, to have the guts to follow our our guts. Gut. Uh, today's <laughs> special guest is none other than Talmadge Spicer. Um, you may know him as T, T Spice. Spice. What's up, T Spice? <laughs> In the building. Thank you guys for having me so much. I've been looking forward to this conversation so much. Thank you for having me. Man, like, you know, we always start with this question, but for you, it's actually um, especially relevant. Um, a lot of people might be tuning in that are already fans of yours. But some people might be saying, who is this T-Spice guy? Where'd you find this guy? But here's a great thing is that, you know, if you just go on the internet, you can find Talmud Spicer all over the place. And what happens is when you see somebody that has a lot of influence, is doing big things in the world, oftentimes, and this totally fits what we're going to talk about today, people are like, yeah, but that's because you, T-Spice, you are fortunate, you are blessed, you have advantages. Probably some people just sort of made the way for you. And what we have found is that with every single one of our guests, there's always these twists and turns and things that happen during life. Um, and actually to this date, we haven't had a single guest who's like, My yeah. life was easy. It was just, it was just set up for me and, and I, just, I just showed up and yeah. I, I, I was me. Um, I wanna start with a little bit of your creation story. Tell, tell us a brief version of sort of how do we end up here? Why are you so known in the world today? And has it always been that way? 
Right. Well, I, I'm not going to dispute that I have privileges, that I have been blessed, that uh, you know, I have so many things that I'm grateful for, um, but not the way that a lot of people assume. A lot of people assume that you're born with like a silver spoon in your mouth or if you had the perfect parents or, you know, a lot of money growing up. And, and that's not the case for me. Uh, my story started where I really started to get committed to mindset and entrepreneurship and taking the chains off of our, our capabilities back in 2014 when I was actually leaving school. I was leaving Fairleigh Dickinson with uh, $150,000 of student loan debt, right? And I, I, if you ask my mom, it's the worst thing that ever happened to me. But if you ask me, it's the best thing that ever happened because at that age, I hadn't even considered $150,000 as a real amount of money. But now all of a sudden it was, uh, it was this, this goal that I needed to get to just to start, right? Just to start. My grandmother had co-signed the loans for me. So it wasn't something that I could easily just put on the back burner. If they couldn't get a hold of me, they'd harass her. I couldn't have that. And so when I started looking for solutions, I'm calling them Sally Mae and I'm saying, hey, I don't have $150,000, right? And they're like, don't worry. We'll put you on the hardship program. All you have to do is pay us $4,000 a month, right? And, and that just was a non-solution. So I had to start thinking outside of the box. And the first thing that I identified as something that's not going to work is the traditional nine to five. I wasn't going to make enough money to pay back the loan and have a life to live, which made me very attracted to the entrepreneurial lifestyle where I could make as much money as I as I was willing to work for. Right. So I, I jump into entrepreneurship with both feet and I, I was lightly aware that, you know, mindset was a big part of it. But I had no clue just how deep that rabbit hole went, just how important it was until I found myself in my first business making a bunch of money and, and you know having a bunch of fun uh, until I wasn't having a bunch of fun. And my mindset deteriorated. I realized from moving from my hometown to Idaho, where I was running this business, that I didn't have an identity for myself. My entire identity was wrapped up in my familiar surroundings, my friends, my family, and I didn't have a person to be for me, by me, right? And ended up falling into a very deep depression. Uh, you know, the deepest started to consider suicide and even walking to the, the actual ledge, right? And looking over and instead of instead of actually falling, I, I imagined it and, and I realized in those experiences that I didn't actually want to die, but I, I needed a, a strong purpose to continue to do this, to, to go above and beyond, uh, to, to overcome the debt. And, uh, you know, ultimately money just wasn't a, a big enough reason to go through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And it, it led me to looking inward and, and what brought me, how did we get here psychologically? Right. And what do I need to do to get to that next stage? And the next pivotal milestone was deciding to coach others. I, I believe that the best way to receive something that you need is to figure out how to give it away. So I figured that if I can first get myself to a level where I'm happy and I'm content, and I'm excited and confident about what I'm able to do in my mindset, if I was able to then uh, support other people in building their mindset, then it would it would come full circle, and that's exactly what happened and what brings me here today. 
such an amazing and impactful story. And I know a lot of people don't have the guts to share and be transparent in the way that you are. And I know that you wrote your, your first book was titled have the guts to follow your guts. And I love the title of that because I think that's super powerful. So many people have been given a, um, a vision or a skill or something and it's been put inside of them and they often tell themselves, well, I don't know if I can do that. That's not for me, you know, and they talk themselves out of the thing that they've been given and pushed to do. So tell us a little bit about the book and that concept for those listening, because maybe it will push somebody to, to move into what they were designed to do. Right. So uh, have the guts to follow your gut sounds like just being super brave and courageous and going after it and knowing what you're going to do and then doing it. And I'm just realizing this, you know, as we speak, that that's, that's probably how it comes off to everybody on the outside looking in. But truthfully, mm-hmm. from the inside looking out, it was my hardheadedness, right? It was my just go for it. It, it was my turn your brain off and don't overanalyze, jump into action and get excited about taking the brumps and the bruises, learning along the way, getting better, and then finding yourself where you find yourself. Hopefully we're a lot closer to our goals. And and I've certainly accomplished a, a lot of the things that I set out to accomplish. But I think ultimately what I'm trying to say is avoid the overwhelm, avoid the overthinking, avoid analysis by paralysis, what we were talking about earlier, and just do the thing. You know, even though my father would tell me to just do what you're told, I just had this undeniable uh, pull or inspiration to what it is I wanted to do. And he called me hardheaded. Right. And and I was I had to jump over the jump off of the bridge to know that there was water under there is what is what he would say all of the time. Um, So I think it's that mindset that kind of put me in a, a ton of experiences that brought me all over the world and just built who I was and showed me what I was actually capable of that I think a lot of people that read the book could could actually benefit from because that's not something that I see as as super common. A lot of people kind of like to stay in the lines, don't rock the boat too much. But well, the book is available everywhere where you want to buy books. If you're listening, (laughs) jump on that. Have the guts to follow your guts. Talmud Spicer. Um, Make sure that you grab yourself a copy. I think it'll be extremely valuable for so many people um, that find themselves in that situation where, you know, you just kind of feel like you're like walking in mud um, and you kind of want to free yourself to experience everything that you were destined to do in the world. But sometimes um, things happen. There's twists and turns in life even cool stuff that happens, little twists and turns. And you've recently had that um, with the birth of your child. Um, Oftentimes what happens is that can oftentimes be something that sort of really causes you to reevaluate sort of your goals, sort of your whole life. life, All of a sudden you're responsible for a whole other human being. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But this can be very positive because you can find inspiration. For a lot of people, this could be very negative. Oftentimes now you're like, oh, now I have to be responsible. And then you, once again, you creep into all of these doubts. Should I do these things? Should I follow my dreams? Should I leave my nine to five and become an entrepreneur? It's when I have to take care of of a child. Um, Tell us what that experience has been like for you, T-Spice, and uh, what you've learned through that journey. 
You've hit it right on the nose, like all of those things. And I'm only a month in. My, my daughter is a month year month old right now. And oh my goodness, it's been so many twists and turns, ups and downs, and just the insert uncertainty, you know, of of being responsible for an entire life has been a little overwhelming. But I'm I'm happy to say at this moment in my life, I found a lot of the things, a lot of the fat, you know, in the personal development industry that I would like to cut out. But I found some really solid principles that I, I'm really confident to to be sharing. And it was really important for me to find those principles because I want to be able to share those with my daughter. I want things that she can rely on, not things that just sound nice and you know make you feel good and uh, uh, ultimately lead to you buying this course or buying this program, hiring this coach, me being a coach. I, I understand I've hired tons of coaches and, you know, the feel good dopamine, the feel good brain chemicals, if they could get those going, then they can get you to invest. But that's, this, this is so much deeper for me now as a parent, because I have the perspective of actual lives, right. That need to be changed you know and this is a generational thing i'm on a mission to inspire and empower one trillion people to live a life by design instead of by default and i don't believe that i'll be able to get there by you know with all the the marketing you know the the buzzwords and the things and and the this and the that and the bells and whistles so uh, one thing that I, I have found that is solid that i'm going to move forward with is is auto suggestion it's something that I've practiced in my own life and it's something that I've, you know, done even more extensive research to find that if it if it is credible, if it is reliable, and, and it it turns out that it is. So tell us a little bit more about that, because there's probably people out there listening and they're going, I kind of think I feel like I understand the concept of auto-suggestion, but maybe not. So why don't you expand on that for our listeners and see maybe if you have a tip. Or something where they can start utilizing in their this in their lives so they can begin to figure out how to cut that fat too right right so positive thinking is the goal right right and that's what everybody hears at first right but we don't hear about toxic positivity where we're just ignoring negative things right mm. we uh we also think that positivity is a means of just manifesting. If I just think I have a, a $10,000, $100,000, by the end of the month, I can manifest it just by repeating it to, to myself. And what I found that is, you know, some of these far out concepts are not outside of your reach, but that's not exactly how it works. Uh, I've identified uh, um, auto-suggestion, right, as a means to directly manifest a mood, an attitude, and therefore an action, right? So if I think positive, I'm more likely to feel positive. I'm more likely to, I'm feeling positive. I'm more likely to act in a positive way towards my goals. And when I act in a positive way, now I'm more likely to see those results. Nothing is guaranteed, but it does put you in a far better position to start manifesting the things that you want to manifest had you not done the thing, right? And, and the key difference between where I was before parenthood and now is thinking that, you know, my positive thinking is directly correlated to becoming rich, you know, overnight, maybe in the next 90 days. And, um, oh, losing my train of thought. Get excited. <laughs> Sorry, that, like, that, that's totally fine because I wanna, I wanna come back to that. Um, I wanna just take, take a, a step back. Um, 
you are, we can tell, we can see you, we could hear your, your energy and your voice, a very positive person. But you shared that there were times when you were feeling depressed. Um, as a normal person is navigating life, how do we manage that? Because of course, if, if I understand what you're saying, I wanna stay of course in a positive mood, but that's not very real because things happen. When we get off course, what are some of the things that you teach that will help to sort of reverse that downward trend? We've got to stop that momentum and then we've got to get back into the positivity. How, what are some things that we could do to do that? I think the first thing is to avoid falling into denial, that it's not going to happen, that everything is fine. I think that falling into the feelings of you know, your truth, what's actually happening, what's actually going on is extremely powerful. And once, once you do accept it, once you do acknowledge it, accepting it is the next step, is not resisting it. I think what you resist will persist. And the more, the more energy you uh, associate to something or allocate to something, the more you're investing in it, the more it's growing, the more it's stretching, right? So we're not going to resist it. Instead, we're going to examine it. Right, we're gonna ask it questions. What is this here to teach me? What what might be next? Because in my uh, recent, you know, uh, journey through you know becoming a parent, I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of uncertainty. I didn't know whether I was gonna continue going down the path that I've been going down, the the path that I committed to so so long and, and have so much momentum for, or if I was gonna pivot. Um, but taking my time, right, and allowing myself grace has been a, an amazing uh, benefactor in, in my experience so far. In that, I, I realized that some of these major life events, or even some of the more minor life events that kind of take you off your path, aren't necessary. Don't necessarily need to be overcome just like that. You know, sometimes it takes some time to process. And I think realizing that is a, is a huge part of then finding clarity on your next steps. If you, if you mess up those first steps, then you're probably going to corrupt your ability to make uh, sound decisions moving forward. Just real quick. So Talmadge, do you think that there are, because the first step was to not be in denial, right? So do you think that there's a, a lot of people in your experience maybe not through your client work, but I know that you've talked to a lot of very influential people in, in the industry. Do you find that there's a lot of people who are in denial that they on the surface look and sound very positive, but probably deep down, they might not be recognizing their current mood, attitude, thoughts, and actions? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm probably the first person I would talk about because my experience has been the, the message that I've been getting from the industry, from, from uh, self-help and the personal development industry is be delusional. Right. right. And, <laughs> you know, but the mindset, the, the, the reframe is that delusion is a good thing. Right. It's a it's a more creative space. And I do think that there is more creative in being able to use your imagination. But there's also a lot of ignoring the numbers, ignoring the facts, ignoring, you know, the, the actual things that we already know. So we're, we're kind of taking steps backwards in that way. And we don't have such a, a solid foundation as a lot of us would like. So I would take a, a couple steps back from full delusion. I remember my grandmother would say, you know, she saw me, she saw my head was in the clouds and she said, keep your feet on the ground. And I said, for what? 
for what yeah. I want to go as high as I possibly can. I want to create everything. And I know we absolutely do. Um, at the same time, it's important to have some type of footing as we build each single level, right? Because at, you know, at any time, the house of cards could crumble and that's what we want to avoid. Mm. I think that's such a super powerful concept. And I keep like hearing you say that idea of toxic positivity that really mm. like, that really hit me when you said that that way, because I, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that do that all of the time. They ignore all the things in their life that they should be examining. And I like that concept a lot because I feel as if, um, you know, when you have hardships in your life, you have those hardships to be able to learn a lesson from them mm -hmm. so that you can be stronger moving forward. But if you don't take the time to examine and reflect and actually experience what's happening because you're trying to affirm your way out of it, you'll never be able to learn to get better. So do you have any advice on, for people that number one, maybe in that space and start to recognize, man, I, I am in that level of toxic positivity like how can they become a little bit more patient and slow down so that they can actually see what's going on to learn the lesson? I think what's coming up for me when you ask me that is, is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Something that we've always, you know, we hear over and over again, but I think removing the association from uh, between uncomfortable and bad. Right. Just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad. Just because you're crying or you feel like, you know, feel a sad or an angry emotion doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like emotions aren't good or bad. They're just they just need to be felt. I think once you come from that that standpoint, that perspective, you can start to look at the, the subsequent events, you know, that come from bad you know, emotions or the things that are creating negative emotions, what we would consider negative emotions, and start to address those things, right? So sometimes we need to look at that bank account. Sometimes we need to face the credit score. Sometimes we need to have that conversation, right? But because we associate the emotion with something negative or something bad, something to be avoided, we avoid the whole situation altogether. So I think the first step is to get rid of, of I actually don't go by good or bad. I go by effective or ineffective. Right, because it forces you to consider the goal instead of just the emotion, the feeling that you feel getting to the goal. Mm, that's gold right there. Effective yeah. or ineffective. I want to jump back to something you had said earlier, kind of tie a couple concepts together. Now that you have your daughter, um, you accept and receive a new responsibility, not just financially for right. another human being, but now like you have to pass on teachings. You have to teach another human being how to interact and survive in a world. And you had kind of mentioned like you, you know, you, you have a, a responsibility to instill um, positive thoughts and, and valuable habits and disciplines as, and all of that. But you just kind of dropped slightly there that maybe some of the things that you had thought or taught in the past, you've had to learn how to kind of get rid of. Um, what an interesting concept, because I oftentimes say that for a lot of people, especially in, in your industry, um, it's like taking a bunch of different pieces of chewing gum and trying to stick them mm. together. And something interesting, they don't they don't become one. one. They just yeah. stay two. Then you got just four and six yeah. because you get you start adding all these things. But you talked about cutting away some of this stuff. I think that's an incredibly valuable um, process and thought to have because look, times change. 
worldviews change, we grow as individuals. Can you share with us a little bit about like that process that you've been through and maybe what impact having a newborn in your life has played in that realization and how we can apply that in our lives? Right, right. So uh, in my experience, in my industry, I find that you know, there, there are a lot of people that have these materialistic goals, right? You want to hit $10,000, you want six-figure years, uh, even six-figure months, then you need my strategy. You need to take these steps and do these things, right? Or you need to buy this crystal or, you know, check your, uh, astro your astrological chart or whatever the case is. And what I found is that you know, none of these things are intrinsically bad. They're all, I think they're all good intention and, and well-intentioned. Uh, but the, the root of them is that your belief gives these things power, right? So if you can cut to the chase and go straight to your belief system, go straight to your subconscious mind, then you can, you can lend your power out to whatever it is that you want to lend your power out. But it becomes dangerous when you think that the thing that you bought is giving you the power instead of the other way around, right? So it's it's super important to have that relationship with yourself. And that's where I started as a coach is helping people to build a relationship with themselves. I believe that when you love yourself, it puts you in position to love the entire world. And that's what everybody needs. That's what improves the quality of life for everybody around. It's unconditional love. Right. And, and as I'm going through this, you know, through the industry and meeting all of these phenomenal people, I'm hearing ideas. And, you know, we, we live in the information age where it's easy to get overwhelmed and inundated with a bunch of information, a bunch of different ideas. And that is just as detrimental as not having any information as all, at all as having too much information. So cutting away the fat is all about finding the very few key ideas and key foundational uh, beliefs that will take you anywhere you need to go. And I'm finding that positive thinking, you know, without toxic positivity, uh, exercise and diet and service are the three things that you can rely on through and through to get you anywhere you need to go. And I, I believe that by focusing on those things, I can help people alleviate a lot of distractions, right? And get to their goals a lot quicker. Well, the idea of having too much information can be just as bad as not having any information. Mm. That's a really powerful statement. And so I'm curious, like for you or when you're coaching your clients, how do you help them like filter through all of the information that they have access to? and choose what they're actually feeding their mind to make sure that they're staying in that space of, you know, not denying, but still being positive and moving forward. Because, you know, we're in, we're in a world where you can, you have access to information everywhere. So I could see how that and opinions. Be, and I could, opinions. I could go yeah. on the internet and find out how running Facebook ads is great. And, and I can find information Facebook, how it's, yeah. it's dead. I can find do anything that. that I want to yes. support my own narrative. Yes. So <laughs> that's really dangerous. But yeah, how do you help people like decide what kind of information they're going to feed themselves? Right. I think that, you know, it's even more sticky because a lot of the information, even though they're contrary, are both valid. You know, some right. people do do better with organic marketing than Facebook ads and vice versa. The key for me is action. 
right so the a lot of people what they use they use the information as like a pacifier to make them feel good about not taking action so as a coach it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter to me much what you do what matters is that you're doing something right so if you have an inkling and you have an emotional pull towards trying out facebook ads sure i have my own opinion i have my own experience and i would share that with you but ultimately if that pull is strong enough i'm gonna encourage you to go after it figure it out find take the lump go ahead and, and come back and, and tell me what you learned you know and, and then if we find that maybe organic is a better route for you or some other strategy let's try it out the key is and the key for me has always been to not give up right to take action to not be afraid of challenges in fact i had a mentor that would say get excited every time i'm facing a challenge anytime something didn't work out get excited and i hated that i hated that because i'm i'm fed up i'm upset things didn't work out the way i wanted them to he says get excited and i've since learned that getting excited was uh, me refiguring my relationship with challenge, right? And if mm. I can be not so resistant to challenge, then I can take more action. And if I'm taking more action, I can get more results. I can gather more data and I can see what actually works for me, what doesn't, and what I need to do to move forward. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I'll land the plane here. What stops a lot of us is feeling like we don't know what to do when we really know what to do, but we, we're afraid to take action and we make excuses and we say, okay, I'm going to just spend 72 more hours on YouTube and, and then I'll be ready. And it's just not true. We get to do the thing and learn from the action. Well, I got to say, you know, I, a lot of people know if you follow me on social media, like I've been into this uh, little journey currently, like with this longevity stuff. Yep. Um, shout out to Dr. Sinclair and, and his podcast and you're doing the cold plunges, the saunas yeah. and the, the, the peptides, the red lights, the red lights all, all that things, stuff. Yeah. But here, here's what the premise in longevity. I'm going to tie this in with T-Spice here is that your body um, responds to adversity, right. but not damage. Right. And that, and I think that's huge. Right. So, you know, the challenges when, when T-Spice says challenges and getting excited. Well, the thing is, is like challenges are adversity. Right. And you need it. That reason why we go to the gym and you mentioned that as one of the pillars that, right, we, you, you create adversity for your body. You're trying to lift weights or you're trying to run and you're huffing and puffing. And that adversity is what creates the response. Right. Your response is getting stronger, which, but, which yeah. creates longevity. And right. so, I love that concept of these things happen yeah. and they're challenges. And I think if we could then step back and say, hey, I recognize the challenge, the adversity, but at the same time, like I'm not, I'm not dead. Right. I'm not out of the game. I'm not damaged. As long as there's adversity without damage, we have the potential to grow. At the same time, wow, what a deep podcast today, because if there is damage, you can't act like there's not. Right. You can't you sprain to, your you ankle deny. and you keep running. You need to running. examine. You right. need to examine. Examination. So, man, what a, what a phenomenal concept. Listen, everybody, the, I need you to remember this. My Coach T. Spice. My that's Coach easy. T. Spice. That's the website, mycoachtspice.com. That's the social media handle. So you go on your favorite social media, you look for My Coach T Spice, you could plug in with Talmadge Spicer. He is offering all kinds of value, Amazing stuff. value to the world. Uh, T Spice, man, thank you so much for being with us. This was an amazing conversation. Oh man, thank you guys so much for having me again. I, I look forward to doing it again.
Yes, love absolutely. We you. look forward to collaborating. Let's do some stuff together. Maybe we'll do a live event or something. Because I think yeah. that, you know, you roll up your sleeves. I, I can really see how you could touch people's lives. And we'd love to get you exposed more uh, to our audience and to the people that, that follow us. That would be phenomenal. That's amazing. Thank you so much. All Thank right, you. everybody. Well, we're going to do it again next week. We we'll be back again with a brand new edition of your none of the none of your business podcast. It could be yours. It could be yours. Too. You can have it. There's, there's several of them. All right, everybody. Until next week. Have a great day.